Welcome to Cocktails and Cadavers, the podcast where two tipsy girls tell terrifying stories all while forcing their friends to drink and listen along. I'm Avery. And I'm Sorella. And today our guest is Christian, but not the Christian that you already know and love. A different Christian. A different Christian. One of my friends. We're doing two weeks in a row where it's one of my friends. Yes. We're trying to branch out from our coworkers. Yeah. And also Christian, uh, work Christian, won't listen to the podcast if he's in it. So we kind of have to hold him back so we can get that extra listening. Yeah, yeah. We're all about the numbers right now. Ooh, I might do that. No, I won't listen just, to the one. You have. I'm have in. you listened to any of the others? Yeah. All of them? Uh, I don't. I don't think I listened to the most recent one. Oh, have well, you listened to part it. one of Boys of the Tracks? Boys. I feel like I know that story by heart. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> I mean, that I wasn't the first time I heard it. I definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought def- you were saying. Okay. I definitely was sitting on this couch being like, you won't believe what happened in Arkansas. <laughs> I can't believe I've never mean, heard of it. My mom literally asked for the book because she loved that story. Oh, it's such a good book. Um, uh, as far as personal news goes, I am engaged. Oh, we should have had the clapping sound on our mixer. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited. We knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I, I had an idea that it was going to happen that weekend. I guess I just didn't know when it was going to happen. Like, And also, Alex was very kind of like, yeah, he didn't hide it very well. Well, he didn't, he didn't. So, like, I got a spray tan, and I was like, should I get a spray tan? He's like, you might as well. If you want to feel good. And usually he's like, no, don't get a spray tan. That's so expensive. And then, oh, sorry, guys, my phone just went off. Um, And then... I was like, oh, Kelsey wants to go get her nails done. She's like, he was like, oh, you haven't hung out with her for a while, which is not true. I hang out with her every day. Every day. Um, so, yeah, we knew it was coming. Kinda. And then it happened, and we were still surprised. Yep, it's going to be the marketing dream for this podcast. Literally, you we're texted me. We're talking napkins. We're talking sheet cake. <laughs> yeah, sheet cake for sure. You we're literally talking. texted me that you had gotten engaged. We had like a whole conversation about me congratulating you and then me talking about how you were doing the pose where you were hiding your nails because you had already managed to chip your nails. Already, yeah. With it, within like probably, I don't know, 14 hours. Yeah. And then the next thing you texted me was, this wedding is going to be our marketing dream for the podcast. And I was <laughs> like, thank you. That's what I was thinking. What if I just have like a branded veil like awesome. over my face? It just says like cocktails and cadavers. Your train says cocktails and cadavers. <laughs> so you, your train has our URL thing. <laughs> <laughs> our anchor. Yeah. Please give us some money. Our Patreon. That's what you, you could, well, no, I don't want to take over your wedding gifts, but you could be like register. Your registry is just like subscribing to our anchor. But I should give out, you know how people give out like stupid, like dentists give out like weird, like small, tiny gifts. Mm -hmm. Like, should I give out like pocket knives that say cocktails (laughs) on one side and then the other side is like Avery and Alex (laughs) together forever. (laughs) And it's a knife. It's a knife. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We can, we can workshop that. Yeah, definitely. So okay. this week's cocktail is the tall, dark, and slender because our topic this week is the slender man. Yeah, um, we're keeping with our yeah. And we're keeping with our spooky theme for October. Mm-hmm. And we thought about a lot of different things we could do. And while we are interested in supernatural stuff, obviously, like true crime is still where we're where we're at with this podcast. Even true crime's still our down home bitch. Yeah, I guess you could say that's that. That's what you're saying, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's what the kids are saying these days. Are they? 
I don't know. You watch more TikTok than I do. I do. I, I downloaded TikTok. TikTok. So if you want, I keep getting those messages from you. I know TikTok ones. I sent him like three TikToks at like probably midnight, and he goes, "Did you download TikTok or something?" And I was like, "Of course I did. It's so good." <laughs> what was it? Um, Vine walked so TikTok could run. I yeah. D- don't no. TikTok running. Don't bring up Vine. Yeah, Vine. <laughs> Vine is R.I.P. 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 Okay, so Slender Man. Oh, we gotta start. We gotta talk about the drink a little bit. More. Yeah, I don't know what the drink is, so you go. Okay, ahead. so it's ba- basically a dark and stormy, but we decided to call it a tall, dark, and slender. Ooh. Um, it is spiced rum and ginger beer with some lime. Yeah. I have been carrying the limes around in my purse all day, so. Yeah, you walked into work and you said, I got my computer, I got my charger, I got limes. And yeah. I, was like, <laughs> huh? I was like, computer, charger, two limes, <laughs> just like rolling around in my purse, so. <laughs> uh, so you can get the recipe yep, on our Instagram? the recipe will be available on our Instagram, at, at Cocktails and Cadavers, if you want to follow. And then also we are obviously taking donations. <laughs> sponsorships yeah at anchor.fm backslash or forward slash not sure which one it is avery johnson 82 so now for slender man okay let's do this do you know anything about slender man <laughs> well i know a little bit you know i don't know i i did you play the video games that's the first time i actually ever heard of Slender Man. I heard of it on Tumblr. I used to be like a huge Tumblr hound. And I feel like it was a... It was a thing. Yeah. I think it was like fully created off of Tumblr, wasn't it? No, I'm going to prove you wrong. So you might want to edit that out. Okay. Well, It was popular. Pop, I'm going to prove I can't say popularized, popularized. in the second episode. <laughs> Made popular by... By like creators. Like yeah. yeah. By like, okay. you know, creators of like... Um, I don't know, Creepypasta, Tumblr, Devonart, Devonart, whatever. Is Creepypasta not part of Tumblr? I don't think so. Creepypasta is a Tumblr. Or it's a Reddit. I don't know. If anyone, if someone under the age of 26 could call and let us know what the fuck these websites are these days. (laughs) Also, call me and let me know what a 4chan is. I don't know what anything is anymore. Yeah, 4chan I think is now a racist site. Actually, I think it was always a racist site. Yeah, I don't know if I want to say that because there could be some nice people there. You never know. Yeah. Okay. So Slender Man is like the modern day equivalent of the Boogeyman. But for like the internet age, the character is open to interpretation depending on who you are. He could be the monster in your closet. He could be under your bed, the man in the white van or the man outside your window. Like he can be whoever you want him to be. Um, he's essentially like a blank canvas for your fears. He's a customizable boogeyman, which he's got like the blank face and whatever. So he's slender and in a suit though. Yes. He, he kind of looks like the guy from the night before Christmas or something like some sort yeah, of like Skellington? that. almost. Yeah. Yeah. In well, a way, yeah, sort of, he sort of yeah. looks like that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if, if like him being in a suit though is like not to get too deep, but like something against capitalism. That's <laughs> <laughs> really sticking it major. to the man. <laughs> <laughs> really reading into stuff that didn't need to be read into. Okay, so background on like Slenderman. The web forum called Something Awful held a contest challenging users to edit everyday photographs to appear paranormal. 
So this guy, his username was Victor Surge. His real name's Eric uh, Knutson. 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 They didn't say it like that in the documentary, but I know that's how you say this name. Yeah, about Knutson. Knutson. Whatever. The creator. Right. He posts a pair of doctored images and explains that they were like supposedly found in this small town library. Yada yada yada. The caption that went with these two images said. We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But it's persistent silence in outstretched arms, horrified and comfort us at the same time. Then it said, 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. And it's just these two like black and white pictures of kids. I think one's like they're playing on a playground and he's in the background. And then one's like kids walking and he's like walking behind them. Yeah, I've seen the one where they're on like um, the like basketball or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you see him like in the background, right? Right. Is that what the idea? Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. the idea is that he's always just like watching in the background. Yeah. Um, so in the images, a tall, dark figure is standing behind unaware children. Through like discussion boards and more photoshopped images and stories, like other forum users, they like added to this legend and solidified the legend and like the uh, characteristics of Slenderman. He had no face, typically wore a black suit, and sometimes had tentacles growing out of his back. Yeah, the tentacle thing it's really weird. just takes the scariness away from me. It's just, yeah. it's fake. And I was, now it's like, that's yeah. just fake bullshit now it's there. Like he's not like maybe something like spiritual. It's like something like monster. Like it's a monster. Wait, but I have a funny tentacle joke. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Octopus with eight guns. Cat, you're one short, buddy. Get it. Cat, you're one short, buddy. A cat says, you're one short, buddy. Oh, because he's got nine lives. And the octopus says eight arms. <laughs> <laughs> tentacles. I'll cut that out. See, that's what another time I need a rim shot. I mean, yeah, it took. Yeah, okay. You know what? Leave that in. Leave that in for the masses. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it again and we'll laugh this time. No, that's not funny. <laughs> It's ruined. Uh, Too late. Too late. I think it's the sprinklers, which I really hope that does not pick up on the fucking audio. Um, No, there's no way it could. So, da-da-da, tentacles. There was also some consensus that he abducted children and that the deaths commonly involved uh, mutation. Like, that after he abducted them, he'd, like, mutate them and kill them. Uh... The creator later told the website Know Your Meme that his intent for the character was, quote, something whose motivations can barely be comprehended comprehended, and which caused unease and terror in the general population. Um, he depicted the character. I already said that. He said he was inspired by Stephen King's The Mist, along with, like, other um like books and novels. I don't really remember The Mist that well. I love The Mist. Was there a tall guy in it? No. No, if anything. That's the grocery store one, right? Yeah, when they're all like locked yeah. in the grocery locked store. Locked up. There's some like military thing. So this fog comes right? down or mist comes down. Like they all. Like, yeah, and they don't know what it is, but the things grab them outside. Out yeah, they're all like weird store. creatures. Well, he was inspired by that for some reason. Yeah, um, they play it a lot, so maybe that's why. Yeah. So some say that he can cause amnesia and he can be seen hiding in woodlands or stalking children. But unlike other fictional characters, Slenderman isn't seen as having like a single creator because it was a very collaborative 
I guess, creation by a lot of different people on the internet. Um, so for weeks, the creator, like the first creator, continued to post like doctored photos, newspaper clippings, like drawings from like a children, like from children of Slenderman. And then like others joined in. They contributed their own Photoshop store, uh, Photoshop stories, parallels to other legends. And like they just kept nudging the story along. But by mid-June, like by mid-June, the thread, which had like, I guess every contribution to like the Slenderman legend, it had 194 pages of like PDF. So a lot had happened in like a short amount of time of people just jumping on this and like posting their own theories and, you know, Photoshop things, which by the way, this is all Photoshop. So like it's fake. Right. So, okay. Keep that in mind. I thought um, it was real when I first found it. Oh, were you disappointed? No, I wasn't disappointed. I was terrified. I was fucking so <laughs> when you scared Slender Man. When you found out he was fake, were you relieved? I... You still think he's real? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I can see him. Like, <laughs> in my head, I can like see him just like... He's like, fuck you guys. I know. I know that he's like, I know that he was made up through Photoshop, but still it was just so fucking scary. You know what? Maybe the creator had like seen him and he was like, this is the only way I can express myself. Yeah. This horrible thing I found. I don't know. (laughs) So, um, because Slender Man was developed collaboratively, the like mythos around him is kind of like varied. So, it's almost like an organic urban legend. So like we were talking about urban legends last week and urban legends are spread through the community normally by like word of mouth. And in this case, this was spread through the internet. So it's like a modern day urban legend, but it has the feel of a classic urban legend that like we would grow up with. Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes he kills like his victims himself or like do it in like vague or mysterious ways that like these fake news stories will pop up and police reports never seem to specify how people were killed like it's all very vague but then other times slender man like compels his victims to kill each other um yeah because there's like proxies right yeah so we're gonna talk about proxies too but like because he has no like official canon his appearances motivations abilities like they differ so there's a lot of people saying a lot of things. Um, so then once he gained popularity, users began like digi- digitally inserting the character into history. So they edited Slenderman into like hieroglyphics, um, 16th century German woodcuts, false newspaper articles, you know, etc. So um, a few weeks after Slenderman was like created, this University of Alabama student, who's a film student, was reading the thread, and he decided to create a web series called Marble Hornets. Um, it was shot with, like, a cheap home video camera around Alabama and published on YouTube. It's about a film student who abandons a project for unknown reasons, and then his friend goes through raw footage and sees that Slender Man was stalking the filmmaker. Ooh, creepy. Yeah, so, like, this... People, a lot of people say like the simplicity of Slender Man is like ideal for young creators because it's so vague. It doesn't require a big budget. You mm-hmm. know, it's like an ideal um, character. Character because it's open for ter- interpretation. 
So Marble Hornets, the web series, was a cult hit gaining fans far beyond like the internet. Uh, Roger Ebert tweeted about it. Which <laughs> I don't is, know who Roger is. Isn't that the, he's the movie guy, critic. right? Yeah, he's a film he's like critic. one of the most famous film critics. He was tweeting about this web series. Okay. He's like. He, he used to like, you know who I'm talking about. I know. They, they, they aren't like, like, yeah, of course you guys know. You guys like, like, that doesn't make sense. You guys know who movie critics are? Yeah, I know this like movie the critic. Most yeah, he's like Roger Ebert, and he had a partner, and the partner died. Um, I thought they, Robert Ebert died. Didn't he? Might, he might have been. I don't know. Around. Either way, he had like this show where he would go on like the news and rate each week. He would rate movies that came out. Okay, and that's how you you and you went. But this was like before Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes. This was like how the people of the '90s and early 2000s got their movie <laughs> reviews. Was Roger Ebert? So he's tweeting about this, and he liked it. He just kind of said. He just was like, check this cool out. Idea. Like, he didn't like really say it was good or bad. Um, so there's a lot of videos where people are like the real Slender Man caught on camera. They're all very like Blair Witch esque. Everything with like is, yeah. yeah, the handheld video cameras, like shaky footage. footage. People yeah, running. Found footage yeah, stuff. Found footage. Yeah. So everyone who's like filming these knows it's bullshit, but it plays into like the narrative of Slenderman existing and like lurking behind you. So, you know, he's just a popular guy that YouTube channel, the marble Hornets, marble Hornets has half a million subscribers, which in today's standards is not a lot, but they stopped posting videos five years ago and they were posting this in 2009 before YouTube was like as big as it is now. So half a million subscribers, 92 videos, each are like entry one, entry two, entry three, entry four. They each have like a couple hundred thousand views on them a piece. So it was like a cult hit. And every single one has Slenderman in it? I don't really know. I didn't watch like them. No, I can't watch it. <laughs> it's a lot of videos. Yeah. Okay, so... In the years after Slenderman was introduced, there was like more web series, online stories, blogs, poems, drawings, discussions, a lot of stuff. Do you want to hear a Slenderman poem? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Feel free, Avery, the English major. Thank you. To uh, and analyze Degree. this. Yeah. Degree. Oh, should I travel through the woods or should I not wishing I would? For above me lurks within the trees, no one could hear my deathly screams. The palest man, the blackest suit, bigger than the tallest brute. Six black arms will grab you up or stalk you till you just give up. A top hat bears upon his head. A top hat? He wears a top hat? No, I don't know what that part's about. This is It's open to interpretation. <laughs> that was my interpretation. <laughs> top hat? <laughs> a top hat bears upon his head, makes your soul fill up with dread. He takes you when you least expect, boil you up, eat your neck. He'll leave your body not to eat. I don't get that part. But staple your corpse to a tree for fear the man, the slender man, for he can do what no one can. Did you ever watch that movie? I'm never going to think of the Conjuring name of this. Two. The Ritual? Oh, no. My brother just told me about it. He said he was scary as fuck. They were stapling bodies to trees if I don't if <laughs> I remember. Ritual's really good. We should have done like Horror movie suggestions. Well, that's what we can do. Go watch today. the ritual. I have a ghost story if you want to hear it. Okay, yeah, sure. Or go watch the ritual. Um, okay, so Slender Man has influenced everything from like Halloween costumes, 
like mass marketed Halloween costumes. Ooh. You're not being Slender Man for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> we make everyone at your Halloween party come as uh, like subjects so, of our podcast. <laughs> There's only like five. Well, pe- now my costumes. options were what Guy Fieri or Slender Man uh, or Mrs. Boy, Trunchbull. Boy George Washington. No, that doesn't have the same hit that it does for me and you. We think no. it's funny, but my mom even was like, eh. and that's never a good sign when my mom was like, eh. oh, God. I wish people had our humor. Anyway, yeah. video games, documentaries, whatever. I always still get it. I always remember seeing the photos being like old timey photos, like yeah, black and all white. Like kids in like, I almost said pilgrim costumes. Um, uh, Victorian. Yeah. Like Victorian. Pilgrim costumes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like right before they do 5K on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but it's all like kids in these like Victorian or like, you know 20th century costumes like or i guess outfits they're not i guess yeah yeah, that that situation they're not but it's just like in the backgrounds black and white it's blurry pixelated whatever um and like the video game what's it called like slender man i'm probably just slender man right no there's like slender man and his eight pages where you're like oh yeah you're supposed yeah i can't watch that like i've seen like a few like youtubers do like the it, it scares me I don't like jump scares. I love scary stuff and I like jump scares when I don't know they're coming, but like games like that, I know the jump scares coming. And so I'm just anxious the entire time. Yeah. Agreed. But like haunting of Hill house, there are so many jump scares you weren't expecting. That's gold. Yeah. Okay. So actually Christian, if you don't lean back a little bit, you're coming in a little loud. Okay, so May 2014, we're just going to gloss over this and then go back to it. Two 12-year-old Wisconsin girls are accused of stabbing a classmate, an act they tell authorities was inspired by Slenderman stories. Some Slenderman series either went dark or on on hiatus following the attack. Um, Though appalled by the crime, many creators felt it was sensationalized, which it was, like realistically. Um, one creator said he turned down interview requests because it felt like they were looking for a finger to like a fall guy. Yeah. Scapegoat. Yeah. They're like, blame it on the video games. Like they do with everything. Like it's yeah. video Columbine. games. Yeah. You know, everything. So then, um, September 4th, 2014, a 16 year old girl from Port Riley, Florida, allegedly set her house on fire. And what may have been slender man related, a slender man related incident. This one I think is bullshit, but whatever. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I've never heard of the... Because it's bullshit. So the... uh, Some guy from the sheriff's department told ABC News, quote, she had visited the website that contains a lot of Slenderman information and stories. It would be safe to say there is a connection to that. Didn't their house burn down? How do they have the browser history? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know that. That's a good question. That's actually a really good thing to know for future criminals. Uh, Uh burn on the house i guess they can still look that's at some uh, hard drive. That, that's some good detective work there yeah <laughs> but he's all, well it's also bad detective work because he's like she went on a slender man website she did this because of slender man and it's four months after the two girls stabbed <laughs> their friend he's just like trying to like trying to get famous trying to get his yeah more like since like more, it's just stupid um this one might be true june 2014 a Hamilton County, Ohio mom was allegedly attacked in the kitchen by her 13-year-old daughter. The mom who... Why are these all girls? I don't know. That's what I thought, too. It is so strange. A lot of... 
I mean, usually teenage girls are more susceptible to like groupthink. Yeah. Which I guess Slenderman is kind of groupthink. Yeah. And and also like gr- teenage girls, especially at that age, are more likely to be impressionable online and impressionable. And But also these are very like violent acts and girls don't tend to do violent acts. True. They tend to be more like poison or, you know, yeah. it's men who are more violent. No offense. Yeah. No offense, Christian. <laughs> Not taken. Um, the mom who declined to identify herself told Cincinnati news station, we found things that she had written and she made reference to Slenderman. The alleged attacker reportedly said she attacked her mother to please Slenderman for a criminal complaint obtained by blah, 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 blah. How mad would you be if you were that mom? So mad. I'd be like, I'd be so mad if that my kid. That would be a situation where I would send my kid to that Woodbrook place. Willowbrook. Willowbrook. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, you know what? I'm done. You know I what? I don't like this one. You can take it back. I can't even do the dishes without you trying to stab me. It's not <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Maybe, you know what? There's not enough in this for me. <laughs> That's maybe why, like, Ed Kemper's mom had, like, a little hatch under the kitchen table to put him in. She was like, can you go down there? I'm scared yeah. you're going to kill me. <laughs> um. So, like... Slenderman's origins are pretty much like in the myth of Slenderman, not the actual Slenderman. They say he can come from Germany's Black Forest, ancient Egypt. He's seen in cave paintings in Brazil, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So now we're going to... I shouldn't touch that. So now we're going to talk about the Slenderman stabbing. So January 2017, HBO... I don't know if this is an HBO documentary. I or think it is, yeah. Okay. So they released because they the, considered Slenderman a a a meme. Yeah, yeah. They think remember there's a, there's, there's a, like a meme. There's this old ass man. Yeah, he's like seventy five years and old. So he's a meme expert. I'm like, how do yeah. I become a meme? Literally, expert? Literally, how do I become a? Me- I am a meme expert. Yeah. I don't need to become it. I am it. I just need to get paid for it. Right. I know art when I see it. And memes yeah. are art. Yes. Yeah. So did you ever see Beware the Slenderman? Like Christian. Did you see it? The documentary. The documentary. No. Ugh, we got to watch that. I can't afford HBO. That's fine because okay, I have well. HBO for a few more days. <laughs> um, okay. So they did Beware the Slender Man, an HBO documentary. So on Saturday, May 31st, 2014, at approximately 5, nope, at approximately 9.50 a.m., Waukesha, I hope that's how you say it, Waukesha police were notified that a 12-year-old girl had been stabbed near Big Bend Road in Wisconsin. Are you sending me memes right now? Yeah, speaking My of memes. My phone buzz, I thought <laughs> it was important, and it's just a meme from you. Okay. About Slenderman. Okay, good. So, Peyton, Peyton Lautner, I think her last name is, which is also, is that the last name of the guy from Twilight? I was say, is she related to Taylor Lautner? What if? What if he just was hiding the fact that his sister stabbed someone? No, this is the girl that got stabbed. His sister was stabbed. Okay, Peyton. Peyton. She, but okay. Peyton. She also goes by Bella. I don't know. Oh, Bella. What? <laughs> They're related. Everything goes <laughs> back to Twilight. God bless Twilight, honestly. Um, which I was just, uh, I saw something that said, girls who were team Taylor only watched the movies, whereas girl, not Taylor, what's his name? Jacob. Girls that were team Jacob only ever watched the movies while girls who were team Edward read the books. That's bullshit. I was team Jacob and I watched the movies and read the books. All and right. you know why I was team Jacob? Because Taylor Lautner, Taylor Lautner is way fucking hotter than Robert Pattinson. I was team Edward. We're going to have a fight about this Are later. you fucking kidding me? This is what we're going to be for Halloween. 
Yes, you wear a team Edward, I wear a team Bella. And we just fight each other. Yeah. The time. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, da, da, da. She was found stabbed near Big Bend Road in Wisconsin. Uh, Bella was stabbed 19 times in the arms, legs, and torso. One stab wound near her heart missed a major artery only by like one millimeter. Jeez. So she was very close to death. Bella crawled out of a ditch where she was discovered by a bicyclist. God, a biker. (laughs) (laughs) I'm 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 keeping that in. (laughs) I'm having a lot of issues with like common, (coughs) with common words, and it's really starting to frustrate me. Biker. He called police, and then he said, "Like, who attacked you?" And she replied, "My best friend." And so they take her to the hospital. Um, Twelve-year-old. Anissa and Morgan, Anissa Weir and Morgan Geyser, were found walking near the interstate and said they were planning on walking to Slenderman's mansion called Slender Mansion. Oh. Which was in... Mashup. (laughs) (laughs) It was in Nicoletta National Park, which is just a national park in the middle of Wisconsin. Actually, it's like, I think it's North Wisconsin. It's by some lake. My question is... It's by a lake? That's shocking. (laughs) Why is Slenderman living in a national park in Wisconsin? Okay, excuse me. Wisconsin's beautiful. Slenderman would be lucky to live there. Okay, but I still find it a little hard to believe. It it reminds me of that T-Pain lyric that's like, I'm going to take you to the mansion somewhere in Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) There's no, is that real? Yeah, it's real. You haven't heard that song? No. I'm going to look it up. (laughs) It's so good. Um, okay, Nicoletta National Park is a five-hour drive from where they live. They were going. They're, wa- walk, they're walking there, they're right? Walking there. So what? That's, that's like twenty-four hours. I don't know. How long would it take us to walk like an hour past St. Louis? I mean, how long would it take me to walk an hour? <laughs> to walk an hour drive. And like, how long would it take us to walk uh, realistically to Columbia? It would take me seven or eight hours. <laughs> I feel like it would take me days. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and these are 12-year-old girls who are not prepared. They had, like, candy in their backpack, I think. Like, they're not prepared to go to a national park. And their plan was just wander around until they stumble onto Slender Mansion. Solid plan there. They're you know? 12. Huh? Okay. So they would have just died in the state park. Yes. They didn't even make it that far. Um, they said they... I just did the clicky thing. They said they committed the crime to please Slenderman and disprove and to prove his existence. Morgan claimed that she had to stab Bella, otherwise Slenderman would kill her family. Um, so, okay, I'm going to tell you about Morgan. She was a surprise baby, and her mom said she's always been quirky and marched to the beat of her own drum. Even from early on, she didn't care what people thought about her. She always did her own thing, and if people didn't like it, well, that was their problem. She's like, yeah, that was their problem. She ended up stabbing someone 19 times. Yeah, but that's what people always say. And you're like. Yeah, her mom kept going on and on and on. She was like, for a girl, I was so refreshing. And she didn't care. And yada, yada, yada. And like, she was very like, I'll talk about this mom later. Okay. She said, one thing about Morgan that always struck us as a little odd was that she didn't react the way you would expect her to react at things like movies. Like, if something bad happened to the main character, she wouldn't have empathy for them. For example, when they watched Bambi, the parents were, like, nervous about watching it with her because 
it's literally the saddest thing that's ever existed. And no, Marley, me. Uh, that is sad too. I don't want to think about either of them. I want to get through this sentence and not talk about Bambi anymore. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> we can have this argument when I'm Yeah, but like it's weird how attached you are to Bambi, dude. Yeah. I'm Marley a and me is and obviously way more sad yeah, than Bambi. Marley and me is I like, also don't have a dog. You well, grow attachment just watching well, that movie. A dog. How many well, times I have you pet a deer. I have not seen full Marley and me because it was too sad. So I don't really, I know what happened. I almost threw up from crying from watching my dog skip. Uh, so I'm not very good with, with, well, that's why I haven't seen John Wick because spoiler alert, the dog dies. I haven't seen any of the John Wicks. But, okay. Let's stop talking about dead dogs. I'll get sad. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> way to really bring the mood down. Avery. Thanks. <laughs> um, for example, when they watched Bambi, her parents were hesitant that she would be like upset about the mother's death, but instead she was like, run, Bambi, run, get yourself out of there, save yourself. And she wasn't sad that the mom died like at all. And they thought that was a little weird. Um, and her mom was like, there were like multiple times where we expected her to be sad about something or react a certain way, and she just didn't. Um, to I think her mom like is a little in denial about what she ended up doing and like she's a little naive about the whole situation um because she never really talks about the crime a lot and she doesn't talk about like bella or bella's family and is she the one that's like really good friends with her too like yes so So this is like the this would be like if i stabbed kimberly like these girls have been friends since kindergarten and best friends since fourth grade like the families are close so it is kind of weird that she's not even like she i'll talk about the dad later and he shows emotion but that's i'll talk about him later um just remember that i think morgan's mom is like a little in denial about the fact that her daughter is a psychopath yes not a psychopath, i guess she's schizophrenic they did like spoiler alert, they diagnose her with schizophrenia um so her parents were aware that she was into slender man and her mom, like, she wasn't thrilled about it, but she also didn't think a lot about it because she said, like, when I was her age, I remember getting, like, checking out Stephen King's It from the library, and I was so excited about that. And, like, in general, kids are just interested in spooky things. Like, I watched Chucky when I was, like, six or seven years old because, well, first of all, Kimberly forced me to, but also, like, I was interested in spooky things. But See, I, yeah, I was never allowed to watch that stuff. Yeah. And uh, honestly, good on my parents because... <laughs> Not to get too You're well-rounded, it, but I saw Saw, the movie, which is just a gory film. It's not even scary. Yeah, I hate when that. I was I think seventeen, and I slept in my parents' bed for a week. Aww. When I was seventeen, my mom used to get so mad because she'd be in the middle because I'd be on the end with, and my dad would be on the end. My mom was like, "You're seventeen. You're taking up more room." And I was like, "Mom, I just saw Saw, I saw a scary movie." <laughs> my dad was like, "That doesn't even make sense. You're not in a warehouse." <laughs> Um, so, da, da, da. so her mom, like, just thought it was, like, normal preteen interest in spooky things. And Morgan, like, she, they show a lot of home videos, and she seems like this very sweet, like, 12-year-old girl. And they say, like, Morgan believed in Santa till she was 11. And then a year later, she stabbed her best friend. I think I believed in Santa until I was... I feel like I was fifth grade. I was and fifth grade too. Okay. Do you know what happened is I was walking home from school 
and someone said something about Santa being fake and they're like, oh wait, everybody here knows Santa's not real, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I think the next Christmas, my mom was like, we don't have to do the Santa thing anymore, do we? <laughs> So no, well, never, my, no. I asked my mom and my mom started crying and then I started <laughs> crying because I was so sad. <laughs> I mean, hope no like eight year olds are listening to our podcast. Let's hope not. Yeah, so I guess we have to no spoiler warning here. Santa's not real. So when did you find out Santa? Was well, real? since I had an older brother, so he kind of spoiled it right away. That Once he sense. found out, he so was probably I was probably third or second. Oh, that's rough. You should have got a few more years. <laughs> okay. So then the second girl, her name's Anissa. Um, her dad said that she had like an iPad to FaceTime for group projects and that he was pretty like on top of her screen time. And most nights he made her shut it down by 730 and spend time with the family. And he kind of seems like he's on top of shit. Like, well, he, that's good. Yeah, he's probably read some stuff about how like. Yeah, like he has rules in his house. He has like they say there's like an open door policy where unless she's changing we're getting ready. The door has to be open. She has to spend time with the family. He seems like he's on top of it. Um, so he's like trying to like kind of like put out the idea that he was involved and like pe people, you know, they claim like, oh, these parents didn't know what their kids were doing, but like he was on top of it. He knew what she was doing. But at the same time, she was just looking at Slenderman. Shit. Yeah. Like he, how's he supposed to know that? Yeah, she was just looking at, like, effectively how you used to read, like, scary stories to tell in the dark or yeah. goosebumps. It's just online. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, like, she never argued. He never saw any signs of violent behavior. Um, her mom, they got, her parents divorced in 2012, but it seemed, like, amicable. The dad was still, like, very much there for the mom if she needed help. Like, it didn't seem like, you know, a disaster divorce. Right. Um, her mom says that she regrets giving her the iPad because she has, like, a little bit of a different story. Like, she said Anissa was, like, totally obsessed with it. Um, and she would use it as a way to like get out of socializing with the family, but still it seemed like they kind of were on the same page about limiting the screen time. Um, and then in the documentary, the, the dad is saying like he has to go to a meeting because the school is implementing iPads in elementary school and he doesn't want to hinder his youngest son's education cause he's in fifth grade. But like at the same time, his daughter had access to the internet and look what she did. So he's like nervous about the screen time. He has like a very, like he's suspicious of technology and like the power of the internet almost. I mean, I would be too if oh, of course. what happened, you know? Yeah. So they interview her fourth and fifth grade teacher. He says fourth and fifth grade teacher. So I share it. I was in a fourth and fifth grade class. Really? Yeah. Because we had like some fourth graders in our class because we had, we were in such a small school. It was split level. It was really? Split. Yeah, like they put all the fifth grade boys in one class and all the fifth grade girls in another class, but there was not enough fifth grade girls, so they put fourth graders with us. Huh. And then they were like, why are we... And everyone was just kind of like, why are you separating boys and girls? Like, they're fifth grade. Like, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, my school didn't separate girl, boy and girls until seventh grade. But no, I think they do sixth grade. Interesting. Yeah, so I had like fourth graders in my class. It was weird. That is really weird. But... They call him, like, her fourth and fifth grade teacher. So maybe he just had her for two years. I don't know. Yeah, no, you can have... They do stuff now where you can you have rotate. a class. No, you can have... Start yeah, with first grade like and you can go second, all, third, fourth, all the way up. Six. With the same teacher? With the same, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Oh, see, that would require too much learning for the teacher. <laughs> 
I'd be like, I already took my school in. What if you hated a kid and you had to stick with them for five years? Oh, that would, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, well. You'd have to just leave the school. <laughs> yeah, there's no way just out. I quit. You just yeah. never get your pension because there's like a kid, Timmy, that you just hate. hate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the teacher said like she was his biggest outlier that he's ever had in class because she had no solid connection with any of the other fourth or fifth grade students. Um, he said she would cry every couple of weeks about kids being mean to her and that sometimes she would come in from recess or lunch and cry about not having any friends. He believes like she was happy to connect about Slenderman with Morgan and that it just spiraled from there. Like she was finally happy to have a connection with somebody. But it's like... So you know that's all they talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah, da-da-da. Okay, I don't need to say that. So then in this documentary, <coughs> sorry, then in this documentary, they show like Anissa's search history. I think it was like a Google, um, what they call that? Google plus Google yeah. hangout. I don't, there was like a Google kind of like social media. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Google plus Google yeah. plus. And they show like her postings and whatever. Yeah. It was Google plus. She was too, I don't know, young for her Facebook. Um, so the videos that she shares and like the posts that she shares fluctuates between like normal 12 year old girl things like kittens and video game tutorials to like, there's a video about a cat eating a mouse or like killing a mouse in a bathtub. And she like shared it. And then her like caption, the cat's name was Zeus. It said, I love how Zeus beat the mouse to death. What the so it was very like, just like back and forth. Like it was weird. And then she, there's like quizzes on there that she would take that were like, are you a psychopath? And like, she would always get like, yes. And she'd be like, the police are coming for me or something like that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) she, I, maybe I'm just like biased, but I hate Anissa. (laughs) I feel like I'm more sympathetic towards Morgan just because Anissa is so fucking annoying. I'll get to, I'll tell you why. Um, okay. So according to Anissa, Slenderman was anywhere from 6 to 14 feet tall, always wore a suit, could read your mind, had tendrils that projected from his back, and mostly targeted children. Morgan described him as a tall, faceless man who preys on children. So that's what they think Slenderman is. So now I'm going to talk about... Like, Do they the, not see themselves as children then? I don't know. I'm going to get into like the psychology a little bit of how some people think Slender Man's like a protector or a savior. I've seen that. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. There's like fan fiction about how him falling in love with people. I've, I've seen it. And I've, <laughs> I've read, read it. it. <laughs> I've read it. Well, and last <laughs> podcast and the last left do some with the creepy pastas. Oh really? Yeah. They do the Slender Man like sex stories. Oh God. <laughs> Weird. Oh, okay. Um, so on the night of the stabbing, the three girls were sleeping over at Morgan's house to celebrate her 12th birthday. So she had just turned 12. Anissa and Morgan had only been friends since the beginning of sixth grade. So now we're at the end of sixth grade. Um, and they were friends because they like rode the same bus. Morgan's parents were happy that she had made a friend. So like in the neighborhood and um, Morgan was friends with Bella. So Anissa and Bella were friends through Morgan, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, they had known each other since kindergarten and been best friends since fourth grade. The girls went rollerblading for Morgan's birthday, which I just realized that's what we're doing for our birthday. Oh my God. 
we can't kill anybody the next day. The next day? Yeah, because they killed someone the next day. Well, they attempt to stab someone the next day. Well, I'm not planning on it, but I can't promise anything. That's true. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> what if we're Morgan and Anissa for Will you Halloween? stop? I'm going to obviously... <laughs> I'm, I'm not coming to that party now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They go rollerblading. Then they go back to Morgan's house. Um, the mom is like, they're just doing like normal, like sleepover girl things all day, whatever. Um... They're playing on their tablets, running up and down the stairs. So they tell police that the original plan was to kill Bella that night, leave her like in bed under the covers, and then run. Rude. Here's the thing: they had been plan. They had been planning. This is a premeditated. This is premeditated. This is premeditated. They had been planning this since December. We're now at the <laughs> end of May, and their plan is: we're going to kill her. We're going to throw a blanket on top of her, and we're going to run away. That's not a plan. That's six months for 12-year-olds. Yeah. Jeez Louise. <laughs> so I already hate these girls. Um, then Morgan said she wanted to give Bella one more morning. So they put off killing her. Um, they have donuts and strawberries in the morning and then ask Morgan's mom if they can go to the park. Morgan tells her mom goodbye, says she loves her, and grabs a knife from the kitchen and puts it in her backpack. Did her mom see that? I don't think so. I hope not. I hope not, because I'd be like, mm, what are you doing? <laughs> and Anissa says, like, Morgan shows her the knife as they're walking to the park. Um, she also said, Anissa also says the thing she was most nervous about was seeing a dead person, because the last time she saw a dead person was at her uncle's funeral. I low-key hate this girl. Yeah. It's not Loki. I hate this girl. She's the girl that's like, I'm so random and I'm different than you. I'm and so like, random. she's above everybody else because she doesn't like what's popular. And I was that girl in like sixth grade. Yeah. 110. You knew me in sixth grade, seventh grade. I guess. Was I that girl? I mean, yeah. I feel like you're slightly you. that girl. <laughs> yeah, you? you might still be that girl. So <laughs> I, I just know her. So... I hate Anissa. Literally, she was most nervous about seeing a dead person. That's what she was about I'm, to kill somebody, and she's most nervous about actually seeing the body. Um, so then they're like at the playground playing on the equipment. Then the girls go into like the public bathroom, and Morgan said she couldn't remember if there was a plan to kill Bella here because she says Anissa had so many plans she couldn't keep track of them. And Anissa said, like, we were going to do it here because there was a drain for the blood to go down and that they were going to kill her, sit her on the toilet, lock the door, and leave for the Nicolette National Park. That was their second plan, plan B. Uh, Anissa says, from what I've read on Creepypasta Wiki, it's easier to kill someone when they're asleep or unconscious because when you look into their eyes, you can see yourself. So she's... Saying like she wants to kill Bella while she's asleep okay. or unconscious, not because it'll be less painless or scary for her, but because she won't have to look at herself, at herself yeah. killing somebody. Very self-serving, self-centered. Can I say one more time that I hate this girl? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm going to cut it out, but yeah. Okay. Um, she asked Bella. Okay. So then they're in this bathroom and she goes. Hey, like, you should go to sleep. She, <laughs> she literally said, hey, you should go to sleep. And Bella's like, I don't want to go to sleep. And she's like, 
try. Try to go to sleep. If my friend was doing this, red flags. Like, oh, big red flags. Wouldn't it be a red flag? I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, I'm going to call my me. mom. <laughs> like, I want to go home. Yeah. Get me out of here. You're acting weird. So she's like, so she's like, fine, whatever. And she like closes her eyes, but she's not falling asleep because literally it's the morning time. They had just had a bunch of sugar and she's like, whatever. Um, so then she says like, I don't know. Bella thought they were being weird, but tried to go to sleep anyway. And then Anissa like kind of pushed her into the wall almost and like bumped her head into the concrete wall because she thought she was going to like knock her unconscious by like shoving her into a wall. That's not going to, I don't know. And then she said, quote, I don't like screaming. That's one thing I can't handle. I hate this girl. Um, Shoves her head into a concrete wall. But she doesn't pass out or anything. So then Morgan hands Anissa the knife and says, I can't do this. I'm too scared. You have to. Bella should be seeing the red flags because she should have opened her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's what? like, can I pretend, can I stop pretending to be asleep now? Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, uh, she just like continues to play with them. Like what? get out of there, honey. The like, hell? Leave, walk home. She's still with them. And like she's they're shoving up against them. the wall They and they have the knife out. And she's yes, like, she's still hanging out with them. She, they then leave the bathroom and they're like, let's play hide and seek. And she's like, I don't want to play hide and seek. And they're like, well, you play hide and seek with us now. And then you can pick the next game. And she's like, okay. And so they go to play hide and seek. Um, so I guess she must not have been pushed too hard or like thought anything of it. I don't know what's happening. Um, this is also like them recounting the story. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. So... Anissa said, quote, she was going to hide in one place and I was going to hide in another. Then Morgan and I were going to be like lionesses chasing down a zebra. (sighs) Anissa pulled Bella into the woods. Then Morgan went to look for them. Uh, When Morgan found them, she handed the knife to Anissa again and said, I can't do it. You know where all the soft spots are. Again, Bella would have seen this. I think, yeah, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what she's doing. It, I'm concerned. Unless she's like sitting on her phone. They had tablets. They didn't have phones. I mean, oh, were yeah, they like just doing it straight to her face or were they like behind her back? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it must be yeah, like see, behind their. Yeah, also, if my friends were like whispering behind my back, I'd be low key trying to like. I'd be probably. Drop. I'd nine. be trying to go home. I'd be like, they're bullying. <laughs> yeah, they're being like mean. They're like telling secrets and they're not yeah. including me. I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she says that, you know, where the soft spots are and she couldn't do it. And then Anissa handed it back and said, this is a direct quote. You go do it. Go ballistic. Go crazy. Make sure she's down. <laughs> um, so then Morgan said, OK, I'll do it when you tell me to. And Bell and Anissa, Anissa walks about like five feet away, turns her. She says, like, OK, now like she gives her like the command. And then um, she turns her back. Then Morgan uh, sat on Bella's legs, got close to her face, and whispered in her ear, I'm so sorry, and started stabbing her. Um, after, like, the stabbing had occurred, Bella's, like, crying and screaming, and Anissa says that she needs to lie down and be quiet so that the blood won't flow out as fast and that they're going to, like, go get help. And I'd be like, I don't trust the fucking words you say. 
Wait, so Anissa never stabbed her? No, only Morgan. Okay. But here's the thing. They're blaming each other back and forth this entire fucking documentary. She's like, Anissa told me to do this. And Anissa's like, this was how Morgan intended to do it. Like, they're blaming each other the entire time. Um, so, as they were running away, Anissa says, I've had enough of this. I want to go home. And I'm like, too late. <laughs> you've already stopped. Like, you've, you're an accomplice in a crime. Let's go home now? Yeah, she's like, I think I'm done. We should, I want to go home. And the whole point was that they're not going home anymore. They're going to go to Slender Mansion. Yeah. So now she's like, I want my mom, pretty much. And Morgan tells her, if you do that, you'll spend the rest of your life in prison or be executed. Um, and then Anissa has a mental breakdown and blames Morgan for everything. They both start crying. Um, and Morgan says, Slender, if you're listening, please help us. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then shock of all shocks, like nothing happens. Um. They both literally thought like they were going to kill Bella, walk five and a five hour drive to this national park and find Slender Mansion. Like they, they truly believed it. Like they're yeah, not, you can tell like, like these, they were like, this is like their, their, this is their belief system. Yeah. This is like their religion yeah. thing. Yeah. So I think maybe Anissa was a little jealous of Bella because Bella was Morgan's best friend and Anissa didn't have any friends. Uh, so Morgan's a new friend and Morgan only has two friends. So she has Bella and Anissa. And obviously Bella is her best friend because they've known each other forever. And that's what I think it kind of was. Like maybe Anissa was a little jealous because around that age, a lot of my friends would like fight over each other. And like yeah. Julie hated Kimberly because I was friends with Kimberly first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had hey. a lot of people fighting over me. What can I say? I can, I can go without weeks without seeing you. Yeah, no same. problem. No problem. All right, guys. <laughs> it already happens. You know what? Sometimes. Slender Man, if you're out there. <laughs> um, okay, so they the police pick them up on the side of the interstate, bring them in for questioning, and when Morgan was asked why she decided to stab Bella, she said it was necessary. And then later, <laughs> uh, the police claimed that she showed no remorse whatsoever, and she never cried or showed any emotion. These like police interrogation tapes are so fucking creepy. This is not, it, it was necessary. It that was would be necessary. and the entire time she has this little girl voice and she's like it's very like the way she speaks is almost very naive. Like she's like I can't even like do a, like a imitation of it, but it's just it's creepy as hell. Um they have like no clue about like the long-term effects of like what they've done or like the consequences. So Bella told police that she thinks Morgan should go to jail for the rest of her life, but Anissa should only go to jail, should go to jail, but not as long because she didn't actually stab her. She just watched. And I'd be like, no, Mm. both up, like get get rid of them. Both girls are charged with attempted first degree murder, which Wisconsin law requires they be charged as adults if it's a murder case and that they could face up to 65 years of prison if they're charged as adults. Uh, their lawyers argue that they should be charged as children in the juvenile system where they would be released at 18. So their names are already out there. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, there's no going back. Like, 
So while being questioned by police, Morgan says, like, what happened to Bella? And the police are, like, looking at her, and she goes, Bella's not Anissa. Bella's the girl who was stabbed and, like, draws out the word. And, like, it, it's fucking creepy. Wait, I thought Anissa was the one that's crazy. No, Is it Mor- Morgan? It's Morgan. I don't know that we should call schizophrenics crazy. Oh, I forgot that she was schizophrenic. She's schizophrenic. <laughs> um, so... But Anissa was the one that didn't have any friends. Neither of them had friends. Okay. Yeah, okay. So she says, like, what happened to the girl that was stabbed? And the cop says, well, I don't know. She was taken to the hospital. And when he, he says, like, she was taken to the hospital, she's, like, resting her head on the back of a chair. She, like, jerks it up and, like, looks at him. Like, wait. Don't worry, you can't like, hear that. She's like, wait. But she's just looking at him, like, thinking, did she survive? Then they flip to a um, clip of Anissa asking a question. And Anissa goes, "Um, can I ask a quick question? And the police officer's like, yeah, sure. And she goes, so um, I just want to know, like, how far did we walk? Because I'm not very athletic. And I just wanted to know, like, where, how far it was. And the cop's just like, what the hell are you talking about? Lola? Um, hopefully she's not jangling any cords. So it's just like they're asking self-serving questions. Yeah. They're not, there's she- no, like, remorse or they don't, you almost think, like, they're going to ask a question and you're going to, like, see some kind of sympathy or empathy from them. And it just never happens. Um, when asked why she thought she was talking to police, Morgan said, because Anissa and I ran off after hurting Bella. Uh, Bella spent upwards of seven days in a hospital recovering. That's actually, I thought it would be longer. So yeah. I, but then you have to think a 12 year old girl stabbing her. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. Well, didn't so, you say it was like. Close to an artery yeah, or yeah, a heart or something like that. So you like think 15 stabs, but I guess they probably weren't that deep because the girl was 12 doing yeah, it. Yeah, it know? was like 19 stab wounds. I'm guessing some were pretty shallow. Yeah. But also like they were like very close to arteries. Um, <coughs> so was this premeditated? Obviously, yes. When cops asked if they had talked about stabbing Bella before the actual crime, Morgan said, Anissa told me we had to because he would kill our families. When asked who he was, Morgan said, a man, I don't know him, but Anissa knew him. She said this was like no emotion. And I feel like a normal 12 year old would be like crying, being like, he said he'd kill my mom. Like I had to do it. Like there'd be more emotion than just like a monotone. We had to do it because he was going to kill our family. Um, Morgan said they had been planning this since December and that she didn't pick Bella. Whoever Anissa was talking about did. And that she made it seem necessary. According to Anissa, she told Morgan about Slender Man and Creepypasta. And Morgan responded that she thought maybe she had seen Slender Man when she was five. Morgan told police she would see him in her dreams, but also see him when no one else could. Nope. Knowing that she's schizophrenic, though. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So I think she really did think she was seeing him. Maybe she did. I mean, she's the schizophrenic one, right? So yeah. maybe she did, like. It's, 
Yeah. Like, she was like picturing this she actual. She was having visual hallucinations yeah. of something like Slenderman or visual, visual hallucinations of like, you know, a demon. And she said, oh, wait, is that what Slenderman is? Maybe I've seen him. Yeah. So they completely believed in Slenderman. And like when Anissa, Anissa only gets emotional when they bring up her family and she's like, he was going to kill us. And like, they're like, did you really think you were in danger? And she's like, he could be anywhere from six to 14 feet tall. And he has tendrils. Like, like she really believes it. Um, the tentacles thing just makes him less scary. I know. I don't know why. Him having that top hat though, you know, yeah, that the top hat right there. It all back. But wasn't there a top hat in Haunting of Hillside? Oh my god! No, it wasn't a top hat. It was a um, it was like a bowl hat. Oh yeah, okay. So now we're going to talk about proxies. So Slenderman has proxies, or I guess servants. Yeah, the proxy stories are the real messed up. Fan I don't ever heard of like. Yeah, they're called proxies. They're Slenderman's servants. Morgan had suggested to Anissa that they become proxies for Slenderman. And Anissa was like, okay, how do we become proxies? And Morgan's like, well, we have to, pr- we have to kill someone to prove ourselves worthy of Slenderman. And they're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so they wanted to become proxies so that they could go live in Slender Mansion, which they believed was in the middle of the park, whatever. Uh, Anissa said she didn't, she, when they were like, okay, well, tell me more about proxies. She was like, well, I don't know much about proxies. I don't know that much about proxies. But she was willing to kill someone to become one. So I think that's a little weird. And she said, like, I wanted to prove all the skeptics wrong. And she almost seems like excited when she's talking about proxies and Slender Man and creepypastas. And it's almost like <clears throat> no one took interest in the things she was interested in. And then now these police are saying, okay, tell me about Slender Man. Tell me about creepypasta. And she's like, oh, my God, creepypastas, this, this, this. And, like, her parents were probably like, yeah, that's cool, Anissa go do your homework or something, mm-hmm. you know? Cause like my parents did that. I'd be like, I love good Charlotte. Let me tell you why I love good Charlotte. And they'd be like, okay, Sorella, go listen to the CD in your room. Like, <laughs> you know, no one wants to know like all the weird stuff your sixth grader is into. Like not weird stuff, but like what? It's a weird age. Yeah. It's, a, it's weird a, stuff. a weird age. Um, I was so into Fall Out Boy. <laughs> yeah. Same. I'm pretty sure. Didn't we go see them? Didn't we see Fall Out Boy? We did see Fall Out Boy at Starlight. Oh, fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, It's a really loud noise. I know. Anissa said she was surprised, but also kind of excited when Morgan told her they needed to kill to become proxies. And this is like, she admitted that. Um, So lonely or like misunderstood kids could think of him as a savior because... Sometimes being a kid sucks and like some kids have really awful lives Mm -hmm. and there's this guy coming in and taking you away from a situation that could be abusive. Like that, it makes sense that some kids are obsessed with him. Mm -hmm. It's like an escape from reality almost. Um, And if you remember like the original caption from like the guy on something awful, he said his outstretched arms horrified and comforted us all at the same time. So, like, the original, like, mythos of Slender Man is already that he's, like, weird but almost comforting. Um, he's just, like, an open-ended monster who will embrace you and no one else will to a lot of kids. And all you need to do to, like, join the Slender Man club is, like, believe in him. And that's a lot easier for, like, lonely or misunderstood kids and, like, 
joining an actual club, you know, like <laughs> all you need is to believe yeah. and you're in. Yeah. So that's like, and this psychologist in a, the HBO documentary says that like, she believes that the internet can serve as a peer to lonely adolescents, which I 100% agree. And she believes if these two girls had had like a group of eight close friends around them, this wouldn't have happened because they wouldn't have only been talking to each other. Mm hmm. And also just relying on each other and the internet for yeah, their information. Companionship too. Okay. Um, Morgan's mom said it was like she was living a whole nother life in her head and we just didn't know about it. Um, and she also talks about how the like, kids already have a hard time differentiating between reality and fantasy and then when you take in her diagnosis mm -hmm. it makes it even more confusing for her six months after the stabbing the girls are being held in a jail where all visits all visits are monitored recorded and they're divided by glass eventually they allow i think the parents to have two um contact visits a month where they're able to like hug them or whatever and the moms say it's like really hard because their kids crying and you can't like wipe their tears away because you can't touch them you can't hug them it's very, like, um, isolating. Seven months uh, after the stabbing, defense lawyers are still trying to file motions to get the trial moved to juvenile court. Anissa's childhood friend, Maggie, um, calls Anissa in jail, and they're talking. And then when they interview her afterwards, she says she doesn't know where Anissa came up with this idea and that maybe she did it for the attention because... They went to different schools and Anissa had told her like she had a lot of she told me she had a lot of friends. A mm -hmm. lot of guys were into her, you know. Yeah, that's just how sixth graders. Exactly. And the reality was that she was constantly picked on. She never fit in. Maggie even says like she was a follower. Like she straight up is burning this girl who's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little rough, honestly. And she's like, maybe she just did it because she wanted attention. <laughs> she's just <laughs> ripping her apart. <laughs> and like, maybe find another way to get attention. Right. You don't have to stab someone to get attention. There are a lot of other ways. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> there's. It's like that meme that's like, you really find out who your true friends are when you get pregnant. And someone's like, I just feel that there are other steps. To yeah. Be before, before then. <laughs> there's an easier way to find out who your true friends yeah. are. <laughs> um, they also interview like this former juvenile inmate who was like in the juvenile system with them. And he says the, um, people make up things to give meaning to other things and who's to say like, what's real, what's not real. And he says like, he spent time with them and he's like, they truly believe in Slenderman, like 100%. So diagnosis, Anissa was diagnosed with schizotypal personality disorder or schizotypal disorder which is a mental disorder characterized by severe anxiety, thought disorder, paranoid ideation, derealization, transient psychosis, and often unconventional beliefs. People with this people with this disorder feel extremely people with this disorder feel extreme discomfort with maintaining close relationships with people and avoiding them, mainly because the person thinks their peers harbor negative thoughts towards them. Basically, she has a diminished ability to identify what's real and what isn't. And she has a hard time creating solid connections because she thinks everyone has negative thoughts about her. Um, then the psychiatrist said in court that she showed no signs of psychopathy. 
So, like, she's not a psychopath, essentially. Um, Morgan was diagnosed with schizophrenia unspecified in oppositional defiant disorder and bronchial asthma. They just kind of tacked that one on at the yeah, end. Yeah, we're just going to add this last yeah, little... <laughs> Like, by the way, she also has this. You might want to get it checked out. <laughs> um, schizophrenia is the most serious and most studied mental illness with 1% of the population getting it eventually. I'm terrified of schizophrenia. We talked about this in the last episode. I'm still... It's like Lyme disease and schizophrenia are like... <laughs> Lyme disease? Lyme disease take Ter- over your life. Terrifying, what? chronic it's pain. Nuts. Avril Lavigne had it. No, she still has it. Lyme disease never goes away. I mean, Yolanda Hadid has still had it. That's why she stopped being the supermodel. Not Yolanda. Bella has it too, right? Oh, Bella has it too? Yeah, but I know Bella has it. Oh, okay. They both have it then. Yeah. They got it from her love trees. They were featured in Real Housewives. Oh my God. Okay. To be fair, I did read an article about this. I'm terrified of Lyme disease. I'm terrified to become schizophrenic. I'm putting out on the... In- I just need to take it back. <laughs> okay. Um... So schizophrenia is a psychotic illness with genetic predisposition and um, it kind of like, sh- it, it's like stress placed on the person. Okay, let me redo this. It's a psychotic illness that stems from genetic predisposition and stress placed on the person, which will start like the manifestation of the symptoms. Patients lose track of reality. They have hallucinations, visions. They hear things. They think something's crawling on them when nothing is, like a lot of different things. So believing in Slender Man is a delusion, but saying that you saw him is a visual hallucination. Believing in Slender Man is a delusion, but saying that you saw him is a visual hallucination. Morgan recalls having hallucinations as early as three. She remembers seeing ghosts and said that they would bite her or pull her hair, but she also had friendly encounters. So, like, it wasn't all bad. The ghost bit her? The ghost. <laughs> yeah, do ghosts have teeth? I mean, yes. Poltergeists do. Uh, maybe, yeah. Well, we really got to get on her about getting her terms right. Yeah. Um, She said, like, she told her parents about this once, and they just told her to go back to bed, which I don't feel that bad about, because if I went into my mom's room at, like, 3, and I was like, Mom, I saw a ghost, she'd be like, Go back to bed. You're okay. Are you kidding me? I turn on every <laughs> light in the house and stay out for four days. <laughs> I'd be terrified. But kids make up all kinds of shit to get out of going to bed. Oh, yeah. You know? well, no. I hope my kids never find out to be like, hey, there's a man standing in my room because I'm out of there. Oh, that scene you, in Signs. Have you, yeah, have you seen how that sign scene? Dude, that's... <laughs> That scarred you for life. I, dude, I cannot watch that movie. That movie. Well, I watch it once every two months. Oh, man. She that did. movie scared the shit out of me Can as a I kid. I have a glass of water. There's a man outside my window. Is that how it goes? No, it's there's a man on. Oh, there's not outside. I thought it was. There's a man, a man on the roof or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe I that's right. Can I have a glass of water? And he's like, what? And she goes, can I have a glass of water? But she says it so calmly, too. I mean, quality acting there. Is she the little girl from Zombieland? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. bless her. Abigail Brunslin. Bless her. Um, okay. Morgan says she could see colors or see people like change their appearance slightly. Doctors say she wasn't like doctors are like, she's not concerned about getting a long sentence for this because this is true. She believes she could use Vulcan mind control <laughs> to make herself believe or feel whatever she wants. No way. What's Vulcan from Star Trek? Oh yeah. She's a Trekkie. There's, then they she's showed a, a Trekkie. They showed a picture of her. This, I, red flags from right there. She's a Trekkie. <laughs> 
Yeah, she is. Star Wars, all right. She, what's the blue uniform? She was wearing a blue uniform. Star Trek. Yes, oh, no, I know, but it's like, like, is it like a person? Is that like Spock? No, they all wear blue uniforms. Mm. It depends if it's the next generation. Oh. I always thought it was just, it shows what their like rank or whatever they do. Yeah. Oh, I guess they do wear yellow. And Spock does, and like the newer movie, Spock does wear blue. Well, she's wearing blue and she's doing the little sign. So she's just. You can't do it? No, I did it. I did it. it I just can't took do me it. A second. It's like that thing where you, you showed me. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't translate well to the podcast. No, it does not. <laughs> Everyone, just imagine our hands doing <laughs> just these. Just imagine we're like trying to do gang signs over here. <laughs> um. So yeah, she thought she could use her Vulcan mind control to like alleviate her situation. Um, her cell is disorganized. And when asked why she doesn't pick up like paper on the floor, she says she liked having papers there because it makes it feel less empty. She has no like window in her cell. She has no access to the outside. Like they don't let her go outside. Um, her parents believe that she, like she knows other people don't have the same hallucinations as her. And she knows like I'm seeing someone in the corner, but you are not. And they think that um, maybe she never mentioned them really because she didn't want to like get medicated and have them go away because she doesn't have a lot of friends to begin with. Oh, God, that's so sad. Um, So Morgan's father has also been diagnosed with schizophrenia, and it's a genetic disease. So um, he's incredibly high-functioning and able to tell the difference between what's real and what isn't. But for Morgan, the lines are still a little bit blurry, And because she's alone in a cell for most of the day, her mother fears she's becoming more lost and involved in her world of imaginary friends. Her mom hopes that, like, she can be sent to a psychiatric facility where she can be treated for her mental illness rather than going to jail. And in the interview, her it's the only time her dad really talks, and he's just like crying, and like he shows like such raw emotion for Bella, whereas like the mom just kind of is like nodding along almost, and the dad's like. The thing is, like, I know the demon I see in my backseat is not really there, but I see him and I can smell him and I can feel his presence. So he is real to me, even if I know he's not real. And he's like, Megan, Megan, Morgan's not able to differentiate that. And like, she doesn't understand. And he's like, I wish I could talk to her about these things because ever since she's been diagnosed, she's been incarcerated. So we haven't been able to like talk about this. And like, does she see what I see? And do I see what she's like? He's like, I see, when I look at lights, I see, like, geometric patterns. I wonder if she sees that or, like, just weird things. Like, um, they say, like, they never told Megan about her dad having schizophrenia, which um, it's why I think, like, Megan, what the hell? Morgan. It's why I think Morgan's mom is in denial because she's, like, we, at the beginning of the documentary, she's, like, we didn't see it coming. It was so out of left field, yada, yada, yada. Her dad's got schizophrenia. They know the symptoms. They know the signs. How is this out of left field for you? Yeah. Well, would they even bring that up with her? Like, hey. Well, she's only 12. I Um, mean, I think they'd have some type of conversation, but they wouldn't like. I think if maybe they had had a conversation prior to the stabbing, Morgan probably would have been like, wait a minute. I see things too. And like they could have gotten her treatment because it's early on, you know, and I don't know. That's why I think her mom's like a little naive because she's just like, you know. She just doesn't know where everything's coming from, but like she like 
married and procreated with someone who has schizophrenia knowing that this is a genetic disease and then is like she should have been looking out for the characteristics i think not to like this should have been in the back of her mind when she 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 got pregnant she's like my husband's got schizophrenia this is a genetic disease um she reacts weird to certain situations but we just didn't know this was out of left field for us. Like, no, it wasn't. You just need to open your eyes and realize that your daughter, who you think is perfect, is like got a mental illness that you have to deal with. But they never did. Um, so then the one thing that stuck with me the most about this documentary is her mom's talking. And she says, when I ask her what she wants to watch on TV at night, she says it'll depend on whose turn it is to decide. But she's in a cell by herself. So she's the only person there. I hate that. Yeah, that's weird. It's just literally the worst. So during the trial, the prosecution brought in a lot of evidence from Morgan's room. She had a ton of like Slenderman drawings and they were kind of like just depressing and like real like red flags. Like, come take me away or I miss you. I want to die. I want to like red flags. Um, And she also had like dismembered Barbies with like this. I guess Slenderman has like a emblem almost it's like a circle with like a i don't know oh i thought it was like a question mark or some shit like that i don't know that is something weird he's got something and she was like he has a symbol yeah Yeah, he's got a symbol she's drawing it on barbies whatever um wait drawing on barbies like like she's got the barbies she cuts not like she pops off the hand she takes scissors and cuts like the arm in the middle or like cuts off the feet and then she takes a like a orange marker and does it on the torso it's weird it is like it's weird (laughs) um morgan says truth be told i wanted to be locked up so that i couldn't hurt her but i didn't want to make anissa mad it's hard enough to make friends and i don't want to lose her over something like this um police police deny morgan from having her parents in the room when they interrogated her and they deny her from having a phone call which Wait, is that, that legal? Some, I think well, that that has to be illegal. That's I'm pretty sure that's illegal. I mean, I just unless they're like, "Hey, do you want a phone call?" and she said no, and that's they considered the th- that. That's the thing. They did show them reading them their rights. Okay. So they say like, "If you want a lawyer, one will we'll be provided to you." Blah 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 blah. But they straight up said like they denied it. They're like, "You, we're not going to have your mom or dad present, and we're not going to allow you to have a phone call." They're 12 years old. Yeah, the but whole, they're being charged as adults, so yeah. I don't think that matters. My whole issue with this is that I think what they did was fucked up, but I don't think they should be charged as adults because they were 12. Your brain's not mentally developed until you're 25. What is it when you're 12? Why do we, why do we have the juvenile court system if you are going to charge 12-year-olds as adults? Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah. But also maybe I'm being naive about it. I don't know. So then uh, Anissa's parents give them Anissa's phone because I guess they kept it on them and said there was like a note on her phone that said, this is my final wish to those who care. Do not grieve my absence, but remember me for who I was. I love and cherish you all and wouldn't do you harm. So then police ask Anissa, do you think Morgan is completely to blame for this? And Anissa says, no, I don't think any of this would have happened if I hadn't told her about creepypastas. (laughs) so then she kind of like takes a little bit of blame but the entire time they're just kind of like blaming each other um 
The court found that because this was a violent premeditated first offense and that there was a conscious decision made at the time of the offense to let the victim die, the girls will be charged as adults. The judge orders that Anissa have no access to the internet and no contact with Morgan. Um, Morgan has no access to um, the internet or Anissa, and she's not allowed to go outside. Wisconsin Court of Appeals upheld the decision to try and get the girls uh, tried as children. Um, So they went to trial in 2017. Morgan voluntarily takes antipsychotic medicine when... Uh, she was transferred to a state hospital for treatment for her schizophrenia, so she's not in jail anymore. So she was transferred during the trial. The woods where the stabbing occurred have been cleared and will soon be used as a housing development. Anissa, after the trial, was ordered to a state mental facility for upwards of 25 years where she will be under state supervision until she's 37 years old. Morgan was sentenced to a state facility for up to 40 years and will be under state supervision until she's 52. Bella has fully recovered and is doing well in school. She's got a lot of friends. And in in a victim impact letter to the judge, Bella's mother wrote that Peyton, or sorry, Bella, slept with scissors under her pillow after the attack. And a family spokesperson said, In many ways, Bella is doing very well. She gets great grades in school. She has a lot of friends. She's taken a number of advanced placement classes. And in that regard, she's doing very well. Having said that, the trauma of the horrific premeditated attempted murder will stay with her forever and stay with the family forever. And that kind of like her later in life kind of like worries me. She went through this traumatic experience. Like this is going to be with her. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure it's going to be the news when these like girls get out of their yeah in like 25 years I mean, when the one's up covered her. in scars yeah and yeah <coughs> i've seen like pictures <coughs> sorry i've seen pictures of her and she like she went to homecoming or something and she was wearing like a black dress and i didn't see any scars on like her in the picture i'm sure they're on her torso yeah but like from what i could see she you didn't think like like swim parties like pool parties yeah like yeah i wonder Normal though kids stuff that like she wears a bikini too, and you're like, "Oh shit, I forgot she got. She was a Slenderman girl." Yeah, you know? I wonder though if it gave her like more clout with like the Wisconsin. I mean, people. I don't think it takes a lot to get clout in Wisconsin. <laughs> that's true. That's fair. Yeah. So that's Slenderman. That is Slenderman. <laughs> Thank um, you for joining, Christian. So yeah. Do you have a ghost story? Yeah. Do you have a ghost story you would like to tell? Otherwise, Sorella has one. I don't know. I don't have, maybe it's not a ghost story, but I've been to like a haunted mansion at night. Not a haunted mansion, wasn't it? Like the insane asylum? I guess. Oh yeah. It was the uh, insane asylum in Liberty. Is there one in Liberty? It's in Liberty. It's that, it's right, right now it's currently a winery. Oh, this is the one Kimberly was talking about. Is it? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. There's a winery and next door is like an old like hospital. Okay, ew. And like, it's like run down and like, it's apparently it's haunted and whatnot. Um, But you didn't see any ghosts? Well, we went there like, we went there, me and my friends, like, it was like Christmas time. It was like Christmas time and um, what do we do? Yeah, so we went there, you know, had a few drinks, you know, before, because who the fuck goes to a haunted... What age were you? It's like 20, 21. Okay. It wasn't like a underage situation yeah but i just remember we went to this 
place we parked far away because we had to walk there you're not supposed to be there it's trespassing and whatnot we went there um we kind of got inside of it but like the people we were with were just like oh we're gonna get caught and stuff like that so i mean it's not really a ghost story but like i've been to a haunted mansion at night and like i don't know if it's been featured on anything Probably Ghost Hunters. I'll check it out. It's like yeah. I, it's the wine. It starts like with a B or something like that. Belvedere. But yeah, that. Yeah, you can go and like do paranormal investigations there. So we should have done that normal, like a normal. Kimberly thing, and Julie went like a few months ago, and they were like really freaked out about it. I yeah. would never go to a ghost place. With any alcohol in my body, <laughs> because I'm going to be so terrified that I'll probably puke. Yeah. Or I'll be like, oh, yeah, I can totally jump over this, like, decrepit hole in the ground. I got it. And then I die. Yeah. That's maybe not a good idea for you. Do you want to tell your ghost story? How long is it? It's short. Okay. Okay. So when I was a, I want to say a junior in high school, um, hold on. When I was a junior in high school, I worked at Union Station, which is um, like just the train station in Kansas City. It's a really old building, massive. And I worked at like the chocolate factory there. It's very like museum-like. It's Yeah, it's tall ceilings, like big empty spaces. And so I worked there. And when I got hired, they straight up told me, they're like, this place is haunted. We're not going to lie to you. We've had like plates fly off walls, like... Don't be alarmed if you're here alone. And one of the girls I worked with. So you're obviously going to be alarmed if you're there alone. Yeah. <laughs> one yeah. of the girls I worked with was older than me. She said like, okay, now you're hired. I'm refusing to take the trash out. So it was my responsibility at the end of the night. I'd like go there after work. Um, or I'm sorry. I'd go there after school and work for like three hours and then like close down the store. So... It was my responsibility. I take all the trash out. And to do that, if we're in like the north west corner of the building, the trash that you need to like the hallway to get to the trash is in like the south west or southeast. It's in the op- it's diagonal from each other. So I had to take the trash across the entire like great hall of Union Station to this elevator, take the elevator down to the basement. And then you're like in this landing and then there's a door to the right that opens into this hallway almost it's like a room with only like windows at the very top so it's very dark down there Mm -hmm. and it's like a room but it's turned into a hallway because there's a chain link fence separating it i i don't know what was behind there but when i got hired they were like you know this used to be during like the world wars where soldiers would get shipped because it was a train depot So if a soldier died during like World War II and they were from Kansas City and they were shipping their body back or whatever, they would come be like stored in Union Station until they could be sent to a funeral home. And they're like, that's where they used to store the bodies. I don't know if people were just fucking with me, but you know, like that was the rumor that started or something. Yeah. So one day I'm like taking the trash out. I open the door to this like hallway and the lights are off and there's no like switch. It's supposed to be motion censored, but the lights aren't coming on but there's a little bit of light from like the window. So I'm walking, it's dark and I hear, I'm like halfway down. It's maybe like 
50 yards. Like it's a pretty decent sized thing. And then you exit on the other side through a door and that's where like the, um, what do they call it when like, that's where you back trucks into a loading zone. It's like a loading dock. Loading dock. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the dumpster is. So I'm like midway down and I start, I'm wearing like, um, uh, like loafers with like little clicky heels. So I'm like making, it's like I'm wearing heels walking down this thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's how it sounds. And I hear boots behind me walking down the corridor. And I think it's the guys from science city taking out their trash at the end of the night. And I don't want to be like weird and turn around and be like, you know, we're in this awkward like hallway together. And then the boots start getting like louder and like in like a faster rhythm, like they're running. And I am like, what is happening? So I turn around and the noise stops and there's nobody there. Whoa. So I am terrified. Yeah. <laughs> and I run down this hallway, throw the trash away. And then instead of walking back through that hallway, I walk around the entire Union Station. Uh, so I would have walk, walked outside. <laughs> yeah, to the front. And so that's what I did. And then during like the same period, I worked there for like my whole junior year probably. And... um at that same like corridor, another thing happened to me where I had just taken the trash out and was walking back. And I even like remember what I was wearing. I was wearing like this cardigan. It was like a white cardigan. It was a red t-shirt. And you wore a white cardigan to a chocolate shop? Yeah, you know, I was stylish. No, but how much chocolate did you get on it? Well, hopefully none. I'm not like making the chocolate. I'm just oh, serving I it. I kind of assumed you were making the chocolate. No. <laughs> and I'm walking and I feel someone tug on the end of my cardigan and there's like nobody in this building. I'm the only one in this corridor. And I just like ran and I literally was like, I can't take the trash out anymore. I'm too scared. And I can't remember if we had just hired someone, but I was like, I literally was like the girl when I first got hired, I was like, I'm done taking the trash out. It's on you now. Like I can't do it anymore. And that's my ghost story. I think that's the only ghost story I have. I have a couple, but they're not as like, um, they're not as, big on that like I guess I can tell mine next week yeah the one about the apartment yeah yeah okay well thank you for listening thank you Christian for being on um we will talk to you guys next week thanks next mom week thanks mom and please follow our Instagram at cocktails and cadavers okay <laughs> bye we gotta come up with an ending yeah oh I'm so tired of Thank <music> you.